0: Thanks for listening to this podcast of BetMGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Coach, first of all, let people know, put some respect in your name. Odyssey NBA insider, but also color commentator. An analyst for NBC Sports Washington, An excellent call. Studio clap for the call. Always John. for Coach. Always. Coach, you did an amazing job over the weekend. We, got we all watched you, Coach. We did. Even me. I mean, thank you. Even you,
1: Ryan Quinn. Thank you. <laughs> Chris was celebrating. All of us at the Cap Grill next week in we DC
0: on that. my dime. Yeah. We love
1: that, we're doing idea.
0: that. We are we are we we what are we are in conversation right now. Well, I is- I plus
1: I think I owe Tristan for the Trailblazers coming in and beating the Wizards. I think that had a lot to do with them getting ready for the oh Sixers. My they played gosh. well, but the Blazers came in Anthony Simon said Anthony is so good. Mm, 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 mm. You know it's funny He's got a young years. I knew him when he was at IMG, then he stuck overseas for a little while and came back. I mean, he couldn't
0: be stopped in the first half against the Wizards. He's a pick-and-roll maestro. He was he was on full display. Um, coach, let's start off this conversation with this. Ahead of the trade deadline, a lot of names, a lot of news, um, false news, fake news, or real news. It doesn't really matter. But what what do you think the most intriguing move could be ahead of this deadline? Of course, you got Joel Embiid needing a, a, a mate now that Ben Simmons doesn't want to play there anymore, and Daryl Morey doesn't want to play there either. Of course, maybe the Wizards will... Wizards are pursuing Demontis Sabonis. I reported that yesterday. Jeremy Grant sweepstakes as well. DMV guy, but Troy Weaver is going to play hardball with him. What do you think the biggest move or the most interesting move can be made? Um, will be made at the trade deadline.
1: Well, let's start with this, Quinn. I was driving up to uh, I, I saw Seton Hall and I also saw Rutgers play Iowa. Good game that was decided. Really interesting game for the betters because should have gone to overtime, but interesting calls made. I come back, interesting call and in uh. Wizards game, the officials are human, but these things happen. But what my point was I'm driving up and I get the New York station, and I'm listening to Ed Cohen do the game on the fan, and the Knicks go up big. I mean, they're down, they fight back. My point about this is the trade thing, the Knicks might have to be included. They lost to the Timberwolves when they should have won. They have a couple guys hurt. Rose is hurting them out. I think Tibbs is a great coach, but something's going on there. And then tonight they lose to the Pelicans. I saw that. That opened at two and a half. And I'm like, two and a half in New York, New Orleans, no Zion. I know they got some guys playing. But all of a sudden they lose by Ben tonight. So I'm going to throw the Knicks in the trade situation. Mm. You know, they, they need somebody else. Fournier's not the answer. Yeah, he had 41 against Boston. Kemba's on, running out of gas, really, like Kemba. But without Rose, they need a point guard. So now do you have a three-team swap? Do you – Darryl Morey and Troy Weaver, who's a friend of mine, we were at Carroll High School in D.C. together in 1991 with Troy Weaver. I was with there in 1991. We had a guy, Lawrence Moten, went to Syracuse. Carroll, who was (laughs) a great coach. Well, Troy was there. Troy, Darryl Morey, a couple of these guys, I think the Sacramento Kings, your Trailblazers, they can play hardball right now because the contenders – as you know, Q, just just talk about the Sixers. I do know. You're talking about teams that need someone to separate them from like the Nets right. who just, you know, with Kyrie what he's doing and you know, when Durant comes back and even if Kyrie just plays road games, they're clearly better. The Sixers need another guard. You know, the Wizards, I'd love to get Simone. I think he's really good. The, the Wizards have a full roster now. Everybody's healthy. Should they trade maybe Denny and a pick or Denny and Davis pretends and maybe throw someone else in, you know, I, I don't want to get rid of Rui. I really like Rui, but you have the guys that need players to make the playoff push are not as in a strong position as the people who can take their time and say, we want a really good couple of players and a draft pick. Or we'll just keep Jeremy Grant Durant, or we'll just keep Sabonis and figure it out next year. Or we'll just keep Anthony Simons and all these guys and wait until McCollum gets healthy and Lillard gets healthy and we'll get a better draft pick. So the Sacramento Kings, you know, it's been kind of a weird mess. They're like the best team no one watches because they really like Buddy Heald and Fox. But to me, the sellers have a better advantage right now than the buyers when that goes down to the very, very, very last minute on the wire. I don't know because, as you and I know, say the Wizards had Sabonis. Come on, man. That's a real power forward with Kyle Kuzma. has been fantastic, but now you get to play him at the three. You got another guy inside, maybe if you're Thomas Bryant. If you're the Sixers and you get John Collins and Bogdanovich, for instance, you're on Golden Pond because you got a lot of really really good players that are good role players. I mean, Steph Curry's awesome as like a secondary guard. He can start and all that. But with Joel Embiid and you put him around, you all of a sudden can contend to the East because Embiid's the best center. Do the Warriors trade Kaminga and somebody for – you know, Sabonis or a real player. I don't know, but I think that you're going to have to give up more than you probably would. I'm surprised people want Simmons so badly, but he is a really good player, so I think there's a lot of stuff ahead. But I'm going to throw the Knicks. The Knicks got to do something, Quinn. They do. You know what's wild, Coach, is that the NBA right now as a whole is shooting its worst three-point percentage 34.8%. That's the worst since 2003-2004 and the second worst this century despite an all-time uh, high in attempts this year, why do you think that the NBA is shooting historically bad from three? Do you think that there is something to to be said from changing that ball? You know, I, it's funny. College has changed their ball a little. It's a little sick, slicker. Mm-hmm. I think, Trista, that's a good point. I think there could be something with the ball. I also think that, when the Warriors shoot the three balls so much and Curry changed the game because, you know, guys now take threes in transition. Quentin and I talked about this for a while. The Wizards took too many threes and they didn't have great shooters. Defense has adjusted. Everybody's not running back to the paint anymore. They know to run to the three-point line. I don't like bad threes. I like good threes. Threes that when the ball gets to the paint's kicked out, when the spacing's good. I don't like bad threes. And I think... You see Curry and you, you see the analytics. Did you see the Celtics the other night? Oh. I believe were one for 18 between Brown and Tatum. In the old days, they would have stopped. This is my thing, Tris. You make a great point. I didn't know it was that bad. I actually didn't know that. That In the old days at halftime, the Celtics would have gone in, and whether it was Brad Stevens or Doc Rivers or Red Auerbach, I don't care who was coaching, they would have said, hey, man, it's not going tonight from, the, from, the, from beyond the arc let's let's go inside, let's get to the foul line, let's go downhill, let's get to the rack, whatever. They just kept shooting them. So I wonder if a lot of those percentages are lower because they're so stuck on shooting threes in the NBA. I do think there could be a change, you know. there could, Things go in cycles, you know. Maybe a good two-point scoring team like the Sixers. MB gets to the line, Maxi gets downhill. Maybe if you can get good twos, you should go back to that because the defense is way out on the three-point shooter's but I also think it's a little bit of some people that shouldn't be taking threes. And Quentin was with me when we watched yeah. the Wizards two years ago. The wrong people were taking the threes, and they just kept taking them. Right, Q?
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, Coach, really quick. I want to shift to college basketball because I lost some money on Memphis again tonight. Now they're 9-8, and eight, and obviously Penny Hardaway can recruit, but can he coach these guys? Now Rasheed Wallace is off the bench. He's working remotely. I don't know how that works. They lost 70-62 to 62 to SMU tonight, Coach. They're 9-8. and eight. What do you think the problem is? Is it coaching? Is it just they got a young squad? I mean, you know, this is a team where we thought maybe they could make a run in the tournament. They're 9-8. and
1: I It's a great plan. Oh, sorry if I lost you oh, guys there for a second. I think that a lot of pro guys come into college. And Penny Hardaway could have taken a magic job. I like Larry Brown there. I don't know about remote coaching. It doesn't seem to work. College is a 24-7 job. There's more coaching than you think. There's also more recruiting and fundraisers and dealing with administration. And it can be a lot to handle. Memphis is a really big job because it's the second thing in the city besides the, you know, the the pro team. John Morant and by the way, who are playing great. But SMU is good. They can coach. Larry Brown left them in good shape. Tim can coach. You know, their assistant who took over. That's a good league. Wichita State's in that league. Cincinnati's in that league. You're not know, Houston and Kelvin Sampson are fantastic. But I think Memphis has run into a little bit of, oh, we'll just get the best players and we'll be fine. You, know, you have to get players. You have to coach them. You have to have role players. Uh, St. Mary's is doing great. Davidson this year because they have a lot of fifth year guys, four year old guys. You know, Imani Bates and Jalen Duran, they're 19. They're 18. I mean, mm-hmm. they're 18 and 19 year olds. Yeah. Uh, the only rookie I've seen do that is Joe Smith. Steve Francis was a junior college player. It took Juan a while to go. You know, Grievous Vasquez of Coach Pros. Walt Williams took a couple of years to get going. Yeah. The average 18- and 19-year-old are being drafted on potential. Anthony Edwards couldn't win at Georgia. Love him. Ant-Man's great. He's playing great. He couldn't win. Suggs was different because he was an alpha dog that just could play quarterback and tough. And But Gonzaga had a good team with Corey Kispert and Ayaya and, Ayaya and Jimmy around him and all that. Like, you're just kind of throwing parts together that are highly rated college players that are all dying to get out of there in three months and go make the NBA I'm not sure Penny Hardaway doesn't regret having a couple of veterans on the team and maybe taking only one of those guys because they have to help you win. I'll I'll close with this. Andy Enfield's a friend of mine. He said the best thing about Evan Mobley, it wasn't his length. It wasn't his talent. It wasn't his skill set. It wasn't his upside. He was determined to make them win. When the Ball family left, Mobley was on that team. He won two state titles with anybody on the Ball family around if he was a winner. He told Andy Enfield, I'm here to win, not protect my draft status. Now, that's rare. But that's why Evan Mobley helped USC to the Elite Eight. But he told Andy Enfield, I don't want you running anything for me. I just want to be a regular guy on the team. We'll figure the NBA stuff out later. I'm here to help you win. And we both know Q in 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 the college game. With these one and dones that's not always the case.
0: It's not always the case, Coach. Really quickly before we get you out of here, let's talk some NBA MVP. Uh, Embiid last night looks like a freaking beast. Fifty points, seventeen for twenty-three, also twelve rebounds, two assists, still on three blocks. He's eight to one to win MVP. Why are more people not talking about Embiid? And also, who would you? Who would be your pick for MVP so far this year? Reminder: you have sixty seconds. Sixty
1: seconds. Embiid's <laughs> great. I don't know if they win enough. I'll give you my sixty. Curry because what he did early, but Curry's got other guys. I'm taking John Morant right now, and I know they won without him, and I love Desmond Bain and all that, but I think what John Morant's doing there is is unbelievable. I think he can put them over the hump. He came back, they won 11 of 12. He would be like my dark horse. Durant had just so much going on his shoulders, and now he's a little injured. Embiid's numbers are crazy, but you got to win. But I'm just, I have a, I, you know, the the. The Chris Paul thing's interesting because he's such a winner and Booker, but he's got help. I just, I think John Morant has turned that franchise around really quickly. I think he's got Desmond Bain and the other young guys, and Dylan Brooks to buy in. But he's like my dark horse MVP candidate. I'm betting on the Grizzlies as a future team, Love so that. I'm gonna go John Morant.
0: Our guy, Coach Passos, thank you so much for joining the show. He's on the John Morant cha- train. We all are fans of John Morant. I hope he stays healthy because I can't wait to see what that team can do in the postseason. As always, sir, thank you for joining the show. Our yeah, Odyssey the NBA best. Insider. i to up lunch next week. Yes, let's do Cap it. Let's girl do next it. week. It's locked in. Our guy, Coach Passos, joining us on the Roman Guest Line. Do I have to read this again? Alright, I think I've read that every... We had 18 interviews tonight. I think we made up for the lack of interviews yesterday, and I've read that Roman guest line read so many times. Roman, thanks for the sponsor, by the way, but I'm going to be saying that in my sleep. So, <laughs> Coach, thanks for joining the show. Likes John Morant for MVP. I love Coach. I, re- I really do. He's so fun. He's amazing.
1: And like, every time I listen to him, I'm just smiling.
0: He teaches. He teaches. And he also entertains. And he... Only- <laughs> and I think, I, I was about to say maybe 90%. one. No, it's 100% entertaining and 100% Education as well. That's 200%.